The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to this week's Work the Left Side. Um, I'm joined by HT Drake this week, so I'm back up in the northeast. Uh, Hawaii. Um, yeah, just sit down, have a chat, talk, talk about British wrestling, um, a lot of his matches, what he's got planned for the future. Uh, a bit of an exclusive regarding what's coming next for him. So yeah, it was it was a good chat. He's a very, very, very cool guy and uh had a lot of fun with this one. So hopefully you enjoy watching it. Uh as always, uh give us a thumbs up if you liked it, leave a comment and uh yeah, let us know what you think. Um I'm trying to be more interactive on here. So leave us some comments uh after I try and reply back to them or hit us up on Twitter and stuff. So look in the description as well for uh, more information on the exclusive uh after you've obviously watched the videos and you know what it is then uh yeah that's it so give us a like on facebook follow us on twitter i'll try and post the links into the video so enjoy thank you for watching as always and don't forget to hit subscribe and share the channel share the page uh let people know that we're here so Awesome. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Uh, welcome to this week's Work the Left Side. I am joined by the awesomeness that is HT Drake. Um, I'm back up the northeast again. So, how's it going, man? You right? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, man, I'm all good. Um, so, yeah, I've made the, make the uh, northeast connection. I actually have been doing my rounds up there at the minute. I've spoken to uh, Biggs, Kirkup, Roxy, now yourself. So um, I think that speaks volumes for the scene. You know, it seems to be flourishing at the minute. You guys are absolutely knocking it out of the park up there. Yeah, it was it was, it was dead for a long, long time, but it's uh, it's definitely alive and kicking now. Well, when things are allowed fully back, but yeah, it's it's definitely kicking. Yeah, that's it. When the global bastard has done one completely, um, and things get back to normal. Uh, yeah, like I said, I discussed it with. Obviously, we kind of touched upon it with you know the other guys. Uh, and girl, um, sort of like how the scene went down a little bit, and then, but yeah, you, you've come back absolutely pounding it so far, um, and you've got so many. You've got probably three or four really good promotions up there, and probably some that I haven't heard of. Yeah, well, we're, we're actually one of these. Um, we're actually quite flooded in some ways because there's a lot of much smaller ones as well. Mm. I think I did a head count recently. There's like thirteen or fourteen different places that run every so often, but there's wow. like four major ones. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, Prime uh, is quite a new one that I've seen started up there. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, you was involved in that. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, did the did the return show go ahead, or has it been rescheduled? The first one got knocked back. The second one's um, that's it. Up short. It's in August. But obviously, yourself's in the uh, 
in the title picture from the straight out the bat. Yeah, there's, um, there's a tournament going on. However, I think that tournament's been cancelled or been reshuffled. I don't know my my match was originally part of that tournament, and it was like two, three ways, and then a singles match. The first yeah. championship. Um, it was you and Slater against Biggs, wasn't it? Yeah, it was me. Uh, was it? it was me, Biggs, and um, Slater, I think. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, me, Biggs, and, and Slater. And the other side was Shreddy, um, Zane, and what was it? All anchored. Yeah. Oh, that's good because I was looking forward to seeing that one as of whenever it sort of kicked off. So hopefully, you know, they can come back and have some sort of version of that because um, obviously um, being a Leeds lad, I know Slater, I've seen his work, I've obviously seen your work regularly at Tidal, uh, but yeah, obviously Liam was the hometown boy here, so, and after speaking to Biggs and doing my research on him, uh, that match, yeah, generally sort of uh, intrigued me, seeing you three guys in the ring together, I thought that could have been a potential absolute blind. one on the show, so I think we're, you know, looking to do something a little special, hopefully. Awesome. So, um, obviously, yeah, I mean, I've jumped straight at the deep end then talking about the new shows. Um, we'll, we'll do like an origin story. Um, what, what got you into, into wrestling in the first place? Well, what was it that sort of got you excited about it? Was it, was you, were you always a fan as a kid? Is it something you grew uh, up wanting well, to do? I got into it until I was a little bit older. I didn't really get into it. Like, a friend of mine had it on Sky and stuff like that, but I didn't really watch it. This is kind of like kind of the, the later stage of full Shawn Michaels kind of era. Um, and then I got into it mainly in high school because a couple of friends were messing about doing it and stuff like that. And then I ended up watching stuff at their houses and whatnot. And that was very much attitude era kid. But we were obviously too cool. So we watched ACW and things like that when we shouldn't be because we were too young. But, you know, we were that cool, obviously. The kind of kids who would hunt out Noah matches and all that kind of stuff instead of watching WWE. But we were mad into the attitude era as well. But yeah, so outside. So, um, usual, absolutely, definitely, obviously didn't do backyard, even though I blatantly did. Uh, <laughs> and then found a local school that, that did it somehow, which was quite difficult to find information back then. Um, and then started training for them, and that was through a company called IWF. Yes. A long time ago. Assassin was kind of the main guy there. Yes. Yeah, when I was doing my research and stuff, obviously I've looked through, like, you know, went on to cage match, looked through all your all your matches and all the people that it, you've been in the ring against. Inaccurate for me. Woefully inaccurate. I, I figured there'd be more than that. Obviously, I know they only kind of cover, I know there'd be some promotions. My, my first ever thing was as Brother Drake in Germany. I can uh, I can shatter the rumours that is 100% bull. Yeah. <laughs> um, never well, I'll, I'll, under Brother Drake or in, the, or in Germany. Uh, right, it's obviously a case of missed identity then. You've got Thanks. a twin name. Jesus. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. I've just whilst it's in my head. Um, Dean Ormark tweeted something recently about you know the holiday camps, um, to which you acknowledged and you, know, you praised that scene very highly. Uh, you know, sort of making you uh, compare, you know, the guy that you are, you know, and sort of it helping develop you. Yeah, I would say kind of turned me from a uh, terrible wrestler into a mediocre one. So, you know, that's a good upgrade. Um, but, yeah, before that, I, uh, I had done wrestling for a long time. Like, I had my debut, I think, in 2000, maybe 2001. I can't remember. So it was a long time ago. And I didn't really – I did it 
on the side whilst doing jobs, went and got a, you know, an education and all that kind of stuff and whatnot, went and got real jobs, decided I hate all that. Um, and that the holiday camps through All Star was what allowed me to, to learn the trade properly and then actually allowed me to go full time as a wrestler. So that's that's one of the things I praise it for. And like the people I was in with, it's it's insane how good the people are that work for them and have been through like, you know, the Butlins camps and the Havens and stuff like that. People can knock it all at once, but you can't you can't find people who are better trained or, you know, more experienced than the people doing that. Yeah. Like a lot of yeah. these, a lot of massive, okay. massive wrestlers who uh, either wrestle for WE or have wrestled for WE have come through there at some point. Yeah. Loads of them. Brian Dennison was one of them. Um War Machine went through there. They did a run or two on the camps and loved it. Loads of people. It, it seems um, definitely like you've got a vibe of um, just like working together kind of thing. Like I sort of said, you get to iron out um, things that you want to work upon and it's a different environment as well. I kind of presume yeah. like the pressure's off you because they're there to see it because it's there. They haven't actually paid to come see you so you can have a bit of fun with it as well. It's one of those things. It's excellent for, especially when you're starting out because every crowd has no idea who you are. They yeah. They have no idea who you are. So you have to sell them a full story start to finish every time so you can't rely on you know going into a place and oh, i'm the hometown guy they know who i am no that's not gonna happen they, like kids in the butlins don't know who you are uh they just see if you've got like you know if you come out and you're nice they'll be happy with you if you come out and you're horrible they'll be horrible to you <laughs> so it's a real good way of getting the basics down and learning when to when to you know react with the crowd when to change things when to time things and stuff like that it's massively um, beneficial for all of that. But one of the things is you're often wrestling the same guy, like, you know, five or six times in a row. Yeah. So the good thing about that is once you've learned what each other do and what and stuff like that, you stop thinking about the moves and stop thinking about this and you start thinking about everything else that matters. And it turns you from something quite wooden into an actual, you know, wrestling. Yeah. It's a difference. And you're often, often in with somebody massively experienced you know my first run uh, i was tagging with sammy adonis who now uh, works in mexico that was my first run on the all-star camps against two against two italian guys who were extraordinarily green well what was that so we actually, i actually ended up having to look after somebody in my first like week there which was a bit bit odd but i had wow. so obviously he knew what he was doing yeah, so he's kind of looking after you while you were looking after them kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, he, yeah, he was like leading the whole thing, but then it was like, oh my God, these guys are really green. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a learning curve, isn't it? Like you sort of said, it's just, um, yeah. I don't mean, I don't know if that's when I was speaking to uh, Kirkup, he uh, basically shouted you out as being probably the best brain that he knows of for coming up with ends of matches. Ends of matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always start at the end. Yeah. <laughs> is that the logic then do you sort of is it like a, obviously a film in reverse then do you sort of figure out how it's gonna you're gonna conclude it and then work it up to that point is that yeah. is that your take on it the end or what you want to achieve is the important bit so a lot of people get lost in i want to get this and i want to do that one where it doesn't match what you're trying to do you're just you're just doing it for the sake of doing it you know make a lot more sense if you're you know, have things lead up 
to the story you want to tell at the end or the outcome you want. So you start at what your your aim is and you figure out your goalposts to get to that aim. Yeah, who who do you want to put over as a result of this match or what story do you want to tell? What's the next match going to be or ties into, yeah. into the finish? A lot of people just start throwing stuff in and like, oh God, we're miles away from where we need to be. And, you know, it's end. or more often they go, we haven't got time, we'll just do it and then we'll figure out how to get to that end bit somehow. Whereas if you start at the end and work back, it's much, much better. Awesome. Well, there you go. Anybody who's listening, that wants a little bit of a... Uh, knowledge that's that's the way it's it's done um so but yeah kirkup was very very um i can't think complimentary uh, of your of your wrestling brain so i'll i'll let you uh soak that in um so yeah obviously go through the all-stars as you've mentioned but looking through um the matches on cage match that i'll presume are correct um like the list of people the list of people that you've worked with in, in the UK is mental. I mean, you've literally been in the ring with the who's who's of of, of names. Like, you know, you've got your Joey Hayes, Mastiffs, obviously Rampage, Liam Slater, uh, CJ Banks, and um, Chris uh, Chris Ridgway, and numerous other people, uh, Martin Kirby. And, yeah, it's just like, you know, you've, and then you've, you've obviously faced Angelico and Jay Lethal, just to name a couple of imports as well so he's in there as well um yeah uh chuck taylor ricochet's in there as well soldier um yeah to be fair a lot of them came through title title had a had a spell where they would put me in with loads of really guy really good guys like uh donald castle people like that was really good but no it's the uh you had a couple obviously when wcpw were kicking around up there uh, so it's a Jay Lethal Angelico matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, WCPW had a lot of really good stuff going. Um, I think it, it was quite a shame with them because it was it was basically the YouTube stuff that killed them, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. but Thanks. it's that, that speaks volumes for for you. Obviously, I, I, well, again, speaking from the outside, I would presume that they would look at you know the most consistent guy, the most reliable guy uh, to put in the ring with you know somebody coming from abroad so we don't look bad kind of thing you know they're coming over here like right we want to put somebody in the ring that knows what they're doing that we know can have a good match with them um also i guess that was you know that's where you came into I, it they weren't available so they just went for me instead so <laughs> dude i'm trying to be nice i'm trying to sort of, um but i, I mean had, what, what had, a strange environment it was kind of it was kind of like um there's some mad booking going on there, and then every so often they'd strike out the gold. But um, yeah, it was a mad place. The, the guys who run it, obviously, when they first started, they had no, they didn't know their arse on their elbow. Uh, but they started to learn as it went on, and then I think you can actually see a big shift uh, in thinking when they went to define. They're like, right, we haven't got a big pot of money here. The money was significantly reduced, and they started like pushing and relying more on local guys to build up. Like a, a brilliant example is Benji. Like Benji, nobody knew who the hell Benji was when he first started to find. But by the end of it, he was like a tippy top baby face who just won some tag gold. And like they built him from from like plucky underdog to major attraction. And, you know, he's not a big import. He's not you know costing them the world and things like that. But they they turned him from you know an unknown into somebody that people wanted to see every every time. But I suppose that's, that's using the imports right if they 
sort of got the rub onto Benji kind of thing and then made him a star in the audience's eyes. And yep. then, yeah, you've invested a bit of money for the future. It's like, right, okay, now this guy's the future. Well, yeah. He, sort of the, find, uh, when I went from what culture to the find, like the, the, the budget for big, big names got significantly reduced. And they, they started to realise a couple of things that had worked, like they'd done it with Gabriel Kidd before that. Where they built him, and then when he can finally won his won his first match, it was a big, massive pop, big deal. And again, he wasn't he was a he wasn't a known guy to most of the people who were watching what culture, but he was by the end of it. So yeah, they they, they kind of learned a couple of good things, and the the, the way it was run and stuff had significantly improved when it went to the client. I suppose it's a learning curve, though. Isn't it? I suppose when you're going into it and stuff like that, you kind of as you sort of say, you, you learn on the job. I suppose even promoters have to do it or people running the businesses. Promoters are, well, some of them are brilliant for it, some of them are criminal for it, and they'll just go, oh, God, I made a, I made a, made a right mess of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of criminal acts in, in terms of booking. Yeah, I, mean, I think obviously a lot of promoters start out as fans, don't they? You know, then they're also sort of like, yeah. Um, I understand it's just sense, but uh, yeah, a lot of them go into it blind and, um, you know, they, they have to fall a few times before they find their feet and learn how to do it well. And yeah, that, I think that's what uh, that what kind of separates the, the, the companies that do well from the ones that, you know, are flashing apart for a while and then disappear is whether or not yeah. they learn from the mistakes. Some of them just keep repeating the mistakes that they've done, you know, booking nine matches. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, I suppose that, that speaks for, like, are you sort of say, I, I probably could have named you four promotions up there. But as you sort of said, you've got like 13 sort of rocking about. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's just, you know, they're just finding the feet at the minute or at some point in a couple of years, you know, I'll be able to name you eight promotions up there kind of thing. You know, fingers crossed because um, it's, it's better for everyone. Uh, some of them are just like little projects that are, are kind of like will stay little or they're like, you know, associated with schools or something like that. So that, that's probably why you're not, you're not as uh, widely advertised, basically. So probably why I wouldn't know them. But uh, some of them are just, you know, things where somebody's tried to run something trying to go far too big, far too early, spent loads of money, lost it all, and then went, oh, well, I guess, guess I'll not bother then. And then <laughs> just walk out, that's it. Another eight months and try again. So we'll see. Yeah, I think we've had a few of them in Leeds. Um, so kind of, I've, no, I've, I've seen numerous promotions kind of pop up and go again uh, around here, um, which kind of leads me to Tidal, which has always kind of been the, the, the consistent promotion um, for me around here. Tidal's always kind of delivered um it's had various venues but they've mm -hmm. always put on a you know good show and they've, they've always kind of got the talent in um but also built talent as well um after guys like yourself sean only uh liam slater and guys like that when we when i first started going to tidal um i was i knew of but i wasn't overly familiar with but you know by the end of it i was like yep yeah, okay as we've said before about benji like i found myself looking forward to like the Liam Slater matches, all the HG Drake matches, all the you know Sean only matches, because it's like okay, now I can see these characters developing. They're not just coming in for one-off exhibitions. Yeah, you know, that's what got me. That, that's something which I'll give uh, Tyler a lot of credit for. When they get a couple of their core guys, they're, they're very loyal to them and they run with them. And like I said, like Tyler gave me when I was kind of just getting into the main shows, uh, they gave me a run of like basically all the imports that they were getting in. They were putting me yeah. in like. Like with Shane Strickland down down Castle, uh, I had a four way with um, Ricochet, uh, Chuck Taylor, the um, 
the luchador who will now no longer be mentioned and myself so like that was obviously a big opportunity when i was only i was only full-time like a year by then and they were throwing oh, right. me so yeah it was really good a title and that was just because i you know i'd helped him out i was loyal and then he was loyal back to me and that was it so yeah so and obviously you beat rampage at, at some point in the uh, after that as well uh, really beat rampage you always come up with something but yes <laughs> um yeah, i'm gonna absolutely baltic in that venue that day because it was a death uh, the heating had broke the crowd had turned up they were all in coats and then me and rampage have to go out obviously not wearing very much i remember the first time he hit me on the back I was looking for my contact lenses. I do not wear contact lenses, but my God, I took my breath away. In that chill, it was horrible. Dude, yeah, I thought you were fun. That's what wrestling is, though. <laughs> you're so always shut up, and it's, it's not ballet. Come on. Yeah, I always remember that match, because when you're breathing heavily, you can see your own breath, and you're like, oh, God, this is everything. everything's going to sting. But yeah, yeah, it was um, well, I'm going to mention my page because there's, especially up in your area, um, a few people that I've spoken to have kind of credited him with helping to yeah. elevate a lot of the guys up there, kind of thing, or a lot of the guys and girls up there, kind of thing. Um, I don't know, obviously, how. I know you've worked with him in Tidal. Um, not sure how much interaction you've had behind the scenes, if you've done classes with him or stuff like that as well. Rampage is kind of like main contribution. To the like the scene up here was that prior to him moving up here there wasn't really a a super credible school there wasn't anywhere with like somebody who'd been there and done it you know there was there was a, there was a, there was a couple of good guys who had schools but there wasn't anybody of his kind of caliber and then he came up over the school and that's where a lot of the guys that you now associate with the northeast scene all went through his school like myself, Benji, Shreddy, Rory Coyle, um, Connor, Zio Knox, there's a couple of guys coming up, up, up through it now, all came through his school. So like that's the kind of main contribution. So like, like, I, like again, I, I'd, I'd credit him with taking me from somebody who did match and every so often, sorry, did matches and wrestling every so often, trained me up. He had a big hand in me getting onto the All-Star Camps and stuff like that, so... He's, uh, he's had a massive influence on my career and basically helped me go from being around it to living through wrestling. Do you get what I mean? Or living, That's... making a living through wrestling. I don't live through it. I'm not one of those. <laughs> you don't have to do a nine to five anymore anymore. That's the that's the no. good thing. No, no, no. exactly. I also, I'm a, also when I say like I don't live through wrestling, I'm like people always expect like, oh, he's a wrestler. He'll have phenomenal wrestling knowledge. Like I haven't got a clue. You stick me on a wrestling quiz and you are you're screwed. I haven't got a clue. That's... Oh really? Yeah, if somebody said, if somebody, if anybody says, "Oh, what was the WrestleMania event here for WrestleMania 14? I haven't got a clue. I couldn't even tell you vaguely what era that was. All I know is seventeen was Rock Austin, and then apart from that, that's the only one I know. That's it. <laughs> Fourteen was Michael's Austin. I remember that one because Mike Tyson. That's what that was one of the ones that got me back into it. That's the only reason I, uh, I could tell you that. describe as one of them. So. <laughs> One of them that never yeah. stuff. I haven't got a clue. I can, I can do a wrist lock. I, I've, I can do a wrist lock and do like 15 reversals from that, but I have no idea, like any knowledge in terms of like trivia or anything. I haven't got a clue. To be fair, dude, I think um, that's more important being able to do what you do as opposed to we're not going to come to a show just to you know, ask you numerous questions about WrestleMania. So I think you've got the, the balance 
Correct. I did. I did one of those wrestling quizzes through um, through this, and I did. I, I didn't even know stuff from my own career. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> to be fair, it's, uh, if you've had a knock on the head at any point, you know I'm not surprised. I'm sure there's many a matches and many a people who can't tell you about certain matches that they've had due to uh, unforeseen circumstances. Well, yeah. I don't think it was that. I think it's just I'm terrible. I'm my memory. <laughs> I was trying to give you an out there as well. Um, I'm not saying uh, it's too easy. <laughs> well, I spoke to um, I think Molly um, Spartan said uh, described Rampage as being like the the Obi Wan of British wrestling. Uh, I've said that to a few people. A few people don't do Star Wars, so they didn't get the reference. Um, not naming anyone, but Biggs, if you ever see him. I don't know if you're up on the Star Wars knowledge. Well, he's, he's one of the ones who would have been um, Rampage's Padawan, but apparently he doesn't know what that is. But yeah, so I, I can see that because he has, um, again, like I said, he, he helped train, you know, 80% of the guys in the North East scene who are, are actually doing stuff. He's yeah. trained, like, almost all of them. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, just made a massive, massive shift. And not long after that, the scene started in the north. He started to get taken a lot more seriously. A couple of good promotions started to pop up and things like that, and more opportunities came around. And it definitely massively improved the scene as a whole. Uh, I mean, you got Primate up there as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So he was he was one of the rampages. Rampage taught him. So yeah. Well, obviously he's on NXT UK now as well, and he so that's that speaks volumes as well. So that's it's well, yeah. So I say it's just British wrestling in general. It just seems like. A lot of places are, are elevating the game now. Uh, there seems to be a lot of, uh, like, I'll say Newcastle, I'll say sort of Liverpool area. Um, they've got a bit of buzz around them now. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got Tidal, you've got down south. So, it, yeah, it looks like it's all starting to pick back up again, um, which is good because obviously a lot of people are saying that the, the scene could be on its arse after NXT UK and stuff like that. But, that, you know, it's far from true. There's so many guys. The, the the pool of talent is far too deep for that. Yeah, there's guys. There's literally, there's guys who could main event half the shows you're talking about. You've probably never heard of yet. So like, there's there's loads of untapped talent out there that just need like a little bit of opportunity or a little bit of training or just to get around. Like, uh, I've got a couple of guys coming through me who I honestly think in the next couple of years will be massive. So we'll see. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, because I'm obviously doing this. Um, I mean, I've, I've, as a result of this, um, I didn't really know uh, Biggs, you know, prior to speaking to him. You know, I've, I've got that sorted out uh, through, if you know him or not, Ryan Palmer. He's, yeah, yeah, Ryan Palmer. Yep. Yeah, it's my co-host on one of the on one of the shows that I do. So he obviously put me in contact. Um, and yeah, just looking at him, uh, looking at the shape he's in now kind of thing as well. You know, he's, he looks dedicated to sort of doing it now. He's got himself into really good shape. Yeah, going with that. Um, like I, I think Batman's got quite a good setup for that kind of thing. Like it's not just a, a training school to do a lot of the other functional fitness and other stuff with it. Oh, he's always promoting CrossFit, and he's, I think that's his that's his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to do a little bit of um, a crossover with it, which, to be fair, it, it, it fits well. So. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, whatever fits the individual in it. If it helps motivate, helps get him into shape. And yeah, fair play. Um, yeah, that's that's something I try to do because um, a lot of time when you get when you get people coming in, uh, they may not have done a lot of stuff in the past. Wrestling's quite a unique thing where you'll get people who are naturally athletic or have been athletic before, 
and you'll get people who are just, let's be honest, the, the, the straight up fans that just that just want to be involved. Some of them have a knack for it, some of them don't, some of them get it eventually, some of them, you know, never truly quite get it, but you know, they're still involved and, and whatever. But a lot of the time they, they don't know what to do to, you know, what kind of training they need to do, what if, if whether they need to do like more like a bodybuilding type training, do they need to do functional kind of training, do they need to do cardio, do they need to do a CrossFit style mixed thing? The answer is all of them. So <laughs> So they, they don't know. So it's it's nice to have that kind of facility to teach that side of it as well, because it's also uh, great for motivation. Because personally, if I go if I go to work out on my own, I'll do half as much as if I'm in a group of people. Yeah. People, you feel like you can't let other people down, and also I, I get a little bit competitive. So if somebody is like lifting more than me or something like that, well, bugger him, I'm going to lift more than that and get on it and stuff like that. So it's good for that kind of motivation. Um, I, do, I do a lot of that with, uh, with Maxted and he's a PT. So that, that's how he, and we're not that dissimilar size. So we push each other a lot lifts and things we're doing and cardio and stuff like that. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite good for all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Cause that was another name that I saw, saw pop up on the, uh, on the list of, um, you know, matches and stuff like that. And obviously, <coughs> sorry, he's been touted as being, Obviously, somebody that's you know potentially could be you know going places. Uh, so he's got a very unique look to him. You know, yeah. he looks... I've said I think will be a superstar not too long from now. he's he's got everything, and he's um, ridiculously nice as well. Like I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit when I heard there's a this random guy from Love Island coming in and going to our shows, I was fully prepared to hate him. Fully prepared to hate him. And this jaunty, lovely Irish boy turns up and you're like, oh, just, oh, Max said you're too nice, I can't hear you. <laughs> well, that's nice to know as well, because, yeah, he kind of looks like uh, the kind of guy that would be very easy to dislike, um, you know, based on obviously being exceedingly good-looking and looking like he looks. you just like, I kind of want to dislike you. But if it yeah. turns out he's a nice guy, then you know, uh, more power to him. But no, he's class. So, I mean, what's the uh, what's what's the plan when normality sets back in? Uh, once the global bastards done one, um, are you looking to focus uh, more on the school? Are you sort of any promotions you haven't worked for that you want to go to? Any towns you want to go to? Yeah, to go to Scotland? I, I I've got I've got something where I'm absolutely criminally terrible at promoting myself. Like my, my Instagram, my my Twitter and stuff like that is rotten. <coughs> I never I never get in touch with promotions when I really should. Even if I work for a promotion, I don't then follow it up. You know, I'm, so if I ever work for if I ever work for a promotion anywhere, they've come to me. So <laughs> I'm terrible at it. Um, but that's something I'm, I, I really need to push. I, I do want to get into new places. Um, I'd like to work a bit a bit more down south because I feel like I'm a bit stuck in the north at the minute. Um, I have. Got a little bit of announcement in that I will be opening a wrestling school properly shortly, um, and that's uh, it's going to be open. I think we're going to have an open day on the nineteenth of August. So watch nice. that one. It's called Northern Grafter, and it's in Gosforth, Newcastle. So there we go. So it's nice and nice and central for well, not quite central, but very easy for people to get to. And uh, yeah, got good facility in space, so I will be plugging that shortly. And hopefully, actually using social media and stuff to actually plug it. So, yeah. one of my, uh, that's going to be one of my forward. And then, uh, closer to the date, I'll obviously do what I can do. I'll plug it across 
platforms yeah. as well. Yeah, it's looking like, looking like I'm going to have something on there, which is a Thursday night, 19th of August. I think that's when I'm looking to have an open day, as I'm getting a couple of things organised before then. But um, I've already been having people in, but just small invited groups. But, you know, try and expand that and make a proper school of it. That's awesome. That's something to look forward to. It's probably also something for you to get your, your teeth into as well. I suppose it's going to be... Um, is it, is, it you on your, is it you on your tardy? Have you got some people lined up to come in with you? Um, I'm eyeing up a lot of seminars and stuff at the moment. Um, uh, I'm, I can't confirm anybody yet to help. So at the moment it is mainly me. Um, but I, have, I have got a tracker because I was involved with um, the NDW school, which was Rampage, um, Screwface and myself. Uh, but that's, that's no longer running. Um, so, yeah, I have got a bit of a track record with it. And I've got some people coming through the school who have made big improvements over the last few months. And uh, I'll get oh. shows. So we will see. We will see. Nice. So it sounds basically like the um, as good as the Northeast is at the minute. It's just got to keep going strength to strength. Because yeah, well, uh, this, one, this one's a bit more Newcastle, Newcastle based. So it should be a lot easier for people to get to. Things like that, so be good. Awesome. But yeah, like I said, man, just keep me updated and I'll, I'll do what I can do to try and sort of, you know, plug it out and about as well for you kind of thing, help spread the word. Um, so, uh, but yeah, obviously that then. Um, so down south, um, is any sort of, how far down are we talking? Do you want to sort of hit the, um, hit London? Do you want to sort of, I don't know, there's a new promotion just started in Nottingham, um, Vessel Carnival. I don't know if anything like that's upon your radar. Uh, yeah, like I've 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 had words with um with them and things like that uh, about other bits and bobs, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty open. I I'd love I'd love to do to do some in Europe. We made it a bit more difficult recently, but yeah, I'd love to do some in Europe and uh, get about there as well. Um, but no, I just there's a couple of leads that I've had in the past that I've really chased up that I just need to get on. Like I rest for I rest for progress and then never ch- chase it up. I was like, well, that was pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> you did really well. Well, thank you. No, I don't actually. I'm an idiot. But it was actually, I did that. I did did that wrestling for progress, and then had to quickly drive down to to Tidal to do a different match. So yeah, didn't have time to chase that up. And then by the time I'd done that, I was like, oh, it's, it's a week later now because I haven't bothered chasing it. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> How do you find, um, I've again spoken to a few people um, who who love being on the road, they love travelling, they love you know being in cars with other people and just telling, like soaking up knowledge or telling stories kind of thing. Um, how do you find it? Some people like it, some people don't, you know what I mean? Some people just... I, I would say, people who say they love it are lying to make it seem more romantic. It's, it, <laughs> it's, it's, the travel is the single worst bit. Everybody knows that. I mean, if you're in a car with like fun people, it's great. But like a lot of the time, uh, I'm in on my own, and I ain't fun company on my own. You know, you get pretty bored of yourself. So, yeah, um, like, like probably a lot of people know I build and supply rings. So often I'm dragging a dragging a ring around and stuff like that. So it takes uh, a lot of time as well. Um, the other guy in the van. Well, no, I don't have a van. I've got a trailer, so it's even slower. Oh. Um, so yeah, like and that means I'm obviously there early, finish late, then have the driving. So you know it's not it's not the funnest job, but it has to be done. Um, yeah. So 
Personally, the travel is awful for me. But <laughs> to be fair, man, it sounds like yeah, there's a totally valid reason. You know, you've got the trailer, you're taking the ring there and back. Yeah, yeah it sounds like you're just wrestling is really, really good. Like I'm one of those sick, horrible people who genuinely love their job. So, like, a bit in the middle of the wrestling makes up for it, so I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, there you go. He's got to uh, take the good with the bad. I suppose the, the, the pros massively outweigh the cons, so oh. that's, that's great. So, the um, well, yeah, you said you've been like wrestling since early 2000s. Yeah. Um, this is going to be where I totally sort of look like useless because, like I say, before, I, I thought you were still quite, obviously young and new on the scene um you know buying like last or maybe i had my first match when i was four <laughs> i didn't i was 15 but still um no no I've, I've been on i've been on the scene a long time uh back when there was no scene like you know back when i was like one pw when i was about it um i said to a pw in doncaster yeah that's that's, that's, that's pretty much and it was one. Of, it was. It was kind of the time when literally, if you wanted to find out about it, it was very hush hush. It was all, you know, back pages of this kind of information, and you'd have to find flipping actual dirt sheets to find out what's going on and stuff like that. And it was, yeah, or scout through forums, which are now dead, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a weird time. Um, I, uh, I, in my first match, I'm sure it was two thousand and one. I think it's just. I say that sure and then say think. I don't know. It's it's that long. Uh, is that I, what you say? Now you kind of dipping your toes in and out then kind of thing. Obviously you was doing it here and there kind of thing. You wasn't... You know, well, I did it reasonably consistently for about four or five years. Then I went to university. Then I got a real job. Started doing it on the side again. And then eventually got trained properly and uh, did it full time. Yeah. Sounds very reminiscent to my talk with Pete, um, Sean only, um, who's somebody else who's been around a lot longer than I think people realise because he kind of went down the same sort of path. So got into it quite young and then picked music over wrestling, went to do music and then came back to wrestling again kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, I, know, I know he's he's older than most people think he is, although he probably yeah. doesn't want to say that. Um, but yeah, so I, I had like a, kind of maybe like a six, seven year gap of getting like a, a real education and all that kind of stuff and a real job and then realizing that all that was bullshit and then get on with you know the actual job of rolling around in my pants so that that makes me feel better then i was going to say because i was just seriously questioning myself it's like how did i not like yeah know of you before you know that time period but yeah i would say if you was off the scene for a little while i'll i'll, I'll give myself this an excuse for that while i'll give myself a pass but um, so I put a wrestling under a different name and looked extraordinarily different to the way I look now. So even oh, really? you, you might not know. Yeah, I used to wrestle under uh, originally Hal Kohash, then Kohash McQuaid, then Tyler McQuaid, and for all of those iterations, I basically looked like an '80s hair metal rocker. So <laughs> awesome! Did you have a bullet? No, we had a bullet. Damn it. I had long ass hair basically down my ass. Nice. Yeah. Tyler McQuaid, the rock and roll renegade. Don't mess with him. It doesn't matter. Right, that's my mission now. I need to find some pictures or some video footage of, uh, of these old days. CRW. Is that what he's on? Right, that's it. That's my mission tomorrow. When I get bored at work, I'll... Uh... CRW, uh, those were the main two, to be honest. So, there you go. Nice. Um, so 
obviously, um, I saw on social media you weren't able to make uh, Tidal last night, but I'll take it you're coming back for the next show or you know, at some point in the future you'll be back. Yeah, yeah, that was just uh, an extreme series of unfortunate events as to why I couldn't make that show. Uh, kind of ended up stranded in Manchester from Saturday night through till most of the way through Sunday. Managed to managed to get my uh, uncle to come along and drag the ring to the show so the show could actually happen. Whilst I was yeah stranded in Manchester with a dead car and a hotel that had cancelled on me, so I had to sleep in the car and all that lovely stuff. And that yeah, was just- that was after doing two days for TNT, and I was just at least stinking. So yeah, it was not a good time. You uh, you suffered for your art form, then, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I didn't get home. I did, I managed. I, mean, I had to borrow. I had to get home somehow. Get the REC to recover the car, loads of stuff like that, and then managed to get home and then borrow my dad's four by four truck to go and pick up the ring because obviously I can't leave it outside the venue for for days, and then get back. So my day started uh, at on, I would say, Saturday about nine o'clock at night after the TNT show, and it finished uh, five in the morning on Monday. So there we go. That's when I got home. Um, throughout that entire time, I didn't even see a bed. So that was that was fun. Oh, my heart goes out for you on that one. Jeez, I can't think of that. Yeah, just really unfortunate timing where everything, the hotel and then the car imploding on me. So, yeah, just shit happens. But it rains, it pours. Oh, definitely, definitely. And so, the, um, and the oh. car got a flat as well, which has nothing to do with why it wouldn't run, but it got a flat as well, so just to, just to make matters worse. That's your three things then. So, flat battery or whatever, it wasn't running, flat yeah. tyre and the hotel. The drive belt came off the alternator so the battery wouldn't even charge. So, yeah, that's what happened. There was a flat battery and just... You can just bump it and you're away. Um, but because the belt had gone on the alternator, it doesn't matter even if you charge the battery, whatever. It's just going to deplete the battery and it's not running the water pump, so your car's going to overheat anyway. So you don't want to do that. No, 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 no. So um, you said you performed at, uh, well, you uh, you worked at TNT. So uh, obviously you've been back in front of a, an audience now. Oh, I, I was. Um, I, didn't, I didn't perform at TNT. I was at oh, TNT. Weekend just gone was all female, so I do not have the correct equipment to uh, perform. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, but no, like uh, TNT do a lot of death matches, and they really like my my wrestling ring, so I do a lot for them for that. And like all the weapons and stuff like that, I, I make most of the weapons that they use. I make a lot of the stuff, like the trophies they have and stuff as well. So like they had like this um, total carnage saw blade trophy. Uh, for the trophy, I'd, I'd made that for them and a couple of other bits and bobs. So yeah, and then so they just get me down to do a lot of that kind of stuff and whatnot. That's awesome. So not only just awesome in the ring, but all the other stuff that kind of goes with it as well. The uh, the accessories, the weapons, the trophies, the ring. Well, the one stop shop. I've got an engineering degree. I might as well like pretend to use it every now and then. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a real waste of university. <laughs> That's awesome um so well okay not with tnt though but have you have you been back in front of a crowd yet since shows started back up yeah I've, um to be honest, i've only actually done one one proper match back in front of a crowd it was um it was rise it was, was a couple of weeks ago wasn't it yeah it was rise a couple of weeks ago i was meant, obviously i was meant to do title and that that uh, went horribly tipped up um so yeah it was uh it was rise against the uh 
boy one and boy two and their extreme number one fan in the end how what was it like man because obviously you know, i've spoken to some people who haven't done shows yet i've spoken to a couple of people now who have come back and you know done it in front of audiences um was it just really surreal for a few seconds obviously you know, being away from- honestly it was it was especially where the ma- match was i didn't have time to think because uh as the lovely gentleman that i am i uh, i jumped down the stairs and battered them before they even um so yeah i didn't have time to think about it. and then it was just riding a bike after that just just getting there and being a knobhead so, so you didn't get to soak up the audience you didn't get like the the, the entrance coming out oh. of the ramp or you just straight in straight at the deep end all right just go for it um no it was great fun i, I rise is another it's a great show it's always good fun always mad the one of the one of the the worst inmates definitely runs the asylum there um but yeah yeah we're talking he's a mad one but again every so often he he strikes absolute gold with what he's doing and rise is england's maddest wrestling show they absolutely are so yeah. To be fair, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm from Leeds, and I'll, I'll always shout Tidal out. Um, um, and it's not, it's not to be smirched, but I've been there a few times, but I've, I never made it on, on a, such a consistent basis. But the times that I've been there, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So yeah, they obviously deserve a lot more love uh, as as well, kind of thing. So um, I think Leeds is quite lucky because both of those shows, like they're different to each other. They're both very, very good. Like I, I, I would never have bad words said about either show. They're both really good shows. Um, but they're very different to each other. There's probably a little bit of rivalry going on. They had the had the same venue for a little while, like the Temple Boom. But like Rise has a very different audience to Title. There are some people who go to both, but there's definitely a chunk that go to Rise and only go to Rise. And there's definitely a chunk that only go to Title. So they've kind of got their own thing going on. And they're, they're different to each other, but very good in different aspects. Yeah, which is which is what we want as as fans. It's it's awesome to have the variety kind of thing. You know what I mean, that's what. And they're even both more adult shows, so it shows like you can do different things. So, you know, it rises a lot of very mad, very stupid, and a lot of like death matches and stuff like that. Title, there's a bit of madness there, but they're more like let's get some really good wrestling in and let's get some, you know, a uh, bit more kind of story driven. But it's still, it's yeah. very, very good, but just very different. So, yeah, I like them both a lot. Yeah, oh, that's it. I mean, I think um, Title obviously got put on the map because uh, you know, the kind of Splash the Cassidy, they, they, they kind of had the, the names coming in, kind of thing, like you sort of said. You know, you've got like Ricochet, you know, you've got uh, Chuck Taylor, um, people that I've seen, you know, when I've, when I've been there, kind of thing, like Lever Bates, um, obviously, you know, guys like Pete Dunn that started off and obviously big names now, um, yeah. saw Adam Cole there, um, Colt Cabana, numerous people. So I think, yeah, they kind of hit the ground running in that sense. Yeah, um, I think Rise has been the underdog. Uh, in a way, yeah. Um, a, I think I think Rise Rise relies more on their core guys. They've got a couple of core guys who will do the world for them, yeah. and that that's what they more kind of rely on. You know, like your you know, like your Big Joe, Leonardo Darwin's, and people like that who will who will do the world for them. Or even even Caden, you know, who doesn't really wrestle anywhere else, but there he's a little bit of a star because you know you know he'll do something really stupid, yeah. and the people will love it. So. <laughs> He's um he's Riser's Sandman kind of thing. Yeah, he's 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 he, that's about as close as he is. Yeah, he's he's kind of like Riser Sandman, you know. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't wrestle many other places, but he's like really good friends with the promoter, and he's just he's just a guy who just likes to get in there and do some stuff. God bless him. He's, you know, I've known him for years as well. So uh, he's he's the suicidal youth. He's still suicidal. Less of a youth now, but he's still suicidal. Suicidal and 
middle-aged and crazy. He's not, he's not quite Sabu yet, but he's, he's, he's doing all right. Although that, was, uh, <laughs> that wasn't Sabu, that was uh, Funk. That's the one. Um, so, yeah, man, it just seems like it's a, it's a mental time. So, so, say you've got all these promotions going on. Obviously, you're all over the shop because, as you just mentioned, it's, you're not just in the ring. You, you know, you provide the ring. You do. Is it just TNT then that you do like the, the hardware for, or is anybody else tapping you up for the goodies? I've, I've made it for other places before. It's just TNT go through a lot of it. Just <laughs> like it, TNT, the kind, kind of place have uh, like deathmatch type tournaments quite regularly. You know, they have a few, so they need a lot of bits and bobs for that and stuff like that, and you, you have to get creative with it. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to make more for them than other people. Uh, but that's just, just the nature of their show, though, what they do. So would you say, like, the um, are we talking what kind of, like, weapons to use in death matches and things like that that you make up? Like, I make the tables, you know, and all that kind of stuff, uh, like the light tube tables and stuff like that. Uh, I, I could, I've made them kendo sticks before. Uh, I've made them like uh, I made them like a deathmatch skull trophy and things like that. So yeah, like just just they, they go through a lot of shit. <laughs> so when you was at uni and you was doing obviously this engineering course, um, did you envision that you'd be making kendo sticks and deathmatch trophies and stuff like that with in, your? In all honesty, yeah, because like I I was never designed for office life. I, I did I did I did engineering at uni because. I was a bit of a nerd and good at maths and stuff like that. And it was just like, I want to go to university. This degree means I can get a job that pays me a lot. Okay, let's do it. And then that happened. I went into the actual job for a while, realized it was all paperwork and just rubbish. And uh, yeah, and was always doing wrestling and bits and bobs on the side. So Came back to wrestling again? Yeah, came back to wrestling. And I mean, like, I was still doing stupid shit on the, on the side of, like work like i'd be booking holidays off to go and do daft shit with wrestling and stuff like that so uh, it was always happening um and yeah i wasn't like supplying loads of stuff for shows and things like that but i knew how to make kind of stuff. i knew how to make all this stuff from definitely not backyard and i knew how to do all that kind of stuff you know? <laughs> i've said that a couple of times now so i mean me, me thinks that the uh you protest that uh you might have actually done backyarding me thinks yeah there used to there used to be one, and here's a here's a little random snippet for you. There used to be one, like I never did it, but there was videos going around where um, some kids had uh, set up four like stakes in the floor and a bit of rope right at the feet of the Angel of the North, and he used to like wrestle and do daft shit there. And there was a, a young Pack used to do it there. Oh really? Yeah, and Pack. This is another mild claim to fame. Uh, when he first started training, he came to um, IWF for a couple of sessions, and I was put in charge of training him for the first two sessions that he was there. So I, I trained back, just so you know. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Like, I mean, that's just kind he of... He didn't take clothesline line and bump like you'd already do, and then go somewhere else and then make a massive career out of himself and get taught in Japan and stuff like that. It was all me. <laughs> the one snippet from this will be that's the snippet you need to know I train pack <laughs> I mean awesome. every, every else in the north he's claims that they train him so I might as well throw my uh, my name in the hat but no obviously he he plied his trade all over the world and became what he is today but yes he, he had humble beginnings yes uh, I mean I remember 
years ago watching him. We'd mentioned 1PW earlier. I remember seeing him in a match against AJ Styles at 1PW kind of thing. I remember, um, ages ago when I was at university, I was uh, I had a girlfriend in, in Sheffield, of all places, and I remember getting the Megabus. And I was like, oh, hey, real name, Pac. Uh, how are you doing? Because he was on the, on the Megabus going down south because obviously he was doing everything on a budget because he was just starting wrestling to wrestle for some company down in London. But he was on the same megabus as me going to Sheffield because obviously I was student scum and had no money. You know, I was on the megabus going to Sheffield for my pound fifty or whatever I was spent. So, yeah. I remember bumping Natter and to him for a couple of hours about how he was doing and he was starting to get around in wrestling then. So he was starting to do well. That's awesome. I can't even imagine, like, yeah, just, probably he, he was obviously a lot more clean cut then and looked a lot more young and less scary. Uh, I just couldn't imagine Pac now, you know, sitting on a on a bus. That would just be. He was a different creature back then, but yeah. Uh, yeah. He, always, he always had massive legs and can, like, you know, he could jump like a grasshopper. That was his thing. He was always ridiculously strong in the legs. Do you watch. Um, much wrestling on TV, or do you just participate? I mean, uh, do you watch? Uh, do you keep an eye on him on AEW? Do you get a little bit of a, a laugh when you hear him putting promos on? Short answer is no. Like I, I see so much wrestling live. Uh, I just I, I watch the occasional thing here and then. Like the last thing I I watched was uh, was AEW, where it ended in the uh, exploding club. <laughs> the sparklers. Well, what I describe as a cake at a Italian restaurant. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't too well. Kind of full show I watched. Um, yeah, the, the, the show was good. Just obviously had a bit of a at the very end. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't keep up. Like I, I keep up with the odd snippet. Or there's a really interesting match somebody will send me it or something like that. Um, but uh, it's, I just don't watch it. I, I, I see so much live. Uh, I, I don't kind of think I need exactly. to. I mean, do you find yourself? Um, okay, this is what comes up a few times. Is um, so I've always, I don't know. I've always kind of thought like I know some guys who like proper love it and they'll just watch it nonstop and then go and do it. And then other people are like no, I do it for a living. I don't want to, you know, watch it when I'm not doing it myself, kind of thing. Or you find yourself sitting there critiquing it. Yeah, you do find yourself critiquing it and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I've got no qualms with watching wrestling. I still still enjoy it. It's just one of those things like I just it doesn't crop up. You know, if I was with if I was with friends and they wanted to watch something, yeah, I'd watch it with them, no problem. But it's just it's not something I'll do off my own back. You know, I I do a lot of other random stuff, like I I do a lot of training, I do a lot of uh, like weight training and stuff like that myself as well. I do a lot of other stuff, like uh, help my dad do with bikes and cars and things like that. So I've got I've got a lot of time thrown into that kind of stuff as well. Um, so time to sit down and watch, you know, a three four hour wrestling show is pretty rare. Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. So is that how you keep yourself busy then when you're not doing the wrestling stuff? You're sort of, like you say, you're just doing bikes and cars and just generally getting Yeah, well, especially recently, I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time building and setting up um, what's, what's going to be the training school because there was a lot of work that I needed to do and the, the unit was a shambles when I got it. Um, there's been a lot of work put into that over lockdown and then other bits and bobs and stuff. Uh, and like I go out and do like a lot of random other stuff so i've got like a group of friends who we we do like stupid stupid stuff like escape rooms white water rafting rock climbing we'll go for like wonders in the middle of the wilderness somewhere or something like that occasionally even bingo whatever's going <laughs> it's a group of friends that um 
we basically we've all decided that sitting at home watching telly's a bit crap let's do something else um so we'll go out and do lots of random stuff so yeah that's so, awesome that's my hat for that. entertain with and stuff Rightly so. I mean, there's there's so much stuff out there, uh, you know, to do. Why why wouldn't you? Um, I try and I've got I've got I've got a little one running around. Yeah, we recently did the Crystal Maze in Manchester, and I would recommend it because it was dead good. So if anybody who fancies doing something a bit mad with your friends, go and do the Crystal Maze. I don't know, man. I'll just be waiting for Richard O'Brien to jump out or something to start playing the harmonica. Uh, they have they have a games master who is well. They have several games masters. So you will have somebody guiding you. Don't worry, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, no. Ours did not have a harmonica though, unfortunately. I did not. Oh, dude. Oh, well, I would have played. I didn't like. But uh, no, that's that's awesome. Like I've got a, a you know, three-year-old running around, so I try and get him out of the house as much as possible because it's just you know, just being out and about. I think it's just key as well. You know, just exercise, fresh air, sunlight. It's just a lot better than being sat inside. I think a lot of people have kind of almost been forced to do that through the, through the pandemic. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously. That's why it's, if you can do it now, you know, go out. Yeah. You know, well, there's, when take advantage of it, Vicious Rumour would live in quite a pretty country. Use it. Yeah. No, you know definitely. It. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I'll pretty much sort of uh, end it there in the sense of uh, yeah. just we've kind of got to that point where, like you sort of said, we just talking about how awesome this this place is and people going out and doing stuff i kind of feel bad now that obviously if somebody's kind of satisfied watching this i'm like oh yeah you need to go outside now and you know get some sun and get some fresh air just go and have a walk instead of a night in which case maybe not depending on which area you live in but yeah go have a wander it's good for you exactly get some fresh air go for a walk um so um as I said, man, I didn't want to keep you on for too long because I sort of say like you've got a million and one things going on at the minute, especially now you know you've, you've mentioned the school and stuff. I know that's going to be taking up your time. So um, thank you so much, dude. Um, especially again, yeah, now I know how busy you are. You know, thank you for sitting down and talking to me for you know like an hour uh, about stuff. No problem. Well, I hope it's uh, hope it does well and keep that three-year-old entertained and. Uh, <laughs> The only time I could do it is because, yeah, I'm basically running around like a crazy fool all day if I'm not working. So, it's uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been kicked into the kitchen to, to talk to you now that he's in bed. So, yeah. I will be... Nice cupboard doors. Nice cupboard doors you got there. Yeah, I'm trying to hide them. If I sit here, it might look like a wood board or something. But you've, got handle, you've got a handle to your right giving it away. So... Oh, see, I can't see what you can see on my screen. Okay, fair play. My bad. I should know that. I'm just going to so get I, a big towel or something. I, I don't mind. I've, I've got I've got two things which definitely are my mother's old Tivoli posters. <laughs> I, I've been trying to clock them whilst I've been talking to you as well. We kind of, my eyesight's that bad. It's just see them, I'd have to get up like this. No heist. Yep, there's some old frame posters from Tivoli, which uh, I, is some carnival something. One of them's from 1984. 81, even. So there you go. <laughs> nice. So, uh, dude, uh, do you want to do any sort of uh, plugins while you're here? I know you said that you, you know, you've been pretty crap on the socials, but do you want to give people an indication of where to, to find stuff? Or if anyone like would like to follow me on socials, that would be fine. For most of them, I am Drake Wrestler. And keep an eye out for um, Northern Grafter, which will be a school. And the socials for that are Grafton Northern for both of them. 
and then there'll be an email and stuff like that. But yeah, anybody fancies giving wrestling training a, a go in the northeast or in around Newcastle, hit me up. I will actually respond to emails and things like that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll, I'll put all, everything in the links as well, dude. So you know, uh, yeah, generally, mate, it's been it's been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah.